Please listen carefully. All right. How are we feeling? Are we ready to go? Do we feel good about it? Let's do this. I could do this quick. I could do this quick and dirty. All right, all right, all right. It's okay. I love that we say that. We're going to stop recording at four now. <laughs> Two out. Uh, no, I no. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. It is still January. I feel like that's going to be surprising by the time this episode comes out. It's going to be a real like, oh, really? It's the Monday of the year. All right. Sure. Uh, This episode, we are talking about um, just things that we've picked that are all based on a true story. Uh, For the most part, all fictionalized versions of true stories. But it was kind of just an open-ended thing of just something based on true story. There's a lot of um, ideas are not really like bouncing around right now. So people are just remaking books or basing things off of BuzzFeed articles that they read. So we were like, this will be a good little little of the moment theme. Um, But before we get into our episode... Uh, guys, what are you reading and watching right now? What are you interested in? What's what's good? Uh, I mean, I can say right off the bat, I am reading and watching things, but the stupid thing I'm watching right now is the show called Bravest Warriors with like a theme song that goes, Bravest Warriors! <laughs> That's literally how it goes. It's because it's from the creator of Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward. Um, what is his real name? Or her? Yes. <laughs> his real name um which is wild i guess i didn't really think about it but he it's like an adult version basically of adventure time it's guys it's so bizarre what's wrong with that it fits with like what we're going through right now like i need that really wild escape that doesn't really make sense you know that's fair i finally bought a nintendo switch so i've been doing nothing but that (laughs) Nice. Um, highlights that I've bought and played. Uh, shit, I already forgot the name. Wild Hearts. Wild Hearts. Oh no, what is it called? Kingdom Hearts? No, something Wild Heart. Oh no, I'm so sad. Hold I can on, check my on. Switch to see what you were playing last. <laughs> I love being hold a stalker. <laughs> the look on your face. When you said that, I wish our oh. audience could see it because I'm terrified. <laughs> uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is oh, yeah. what I'm playing. It's just like a pop. You got to go on the track and you're like fighting people. You have a broken heart. And then I'm also playing for the first time ever uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. <sighs> I don't like uh, video game <laughs> camera angles that constantly pisses me off so that's what i'm doing that's all i'm doing what a time to be alive i love this energy for you of like finally embracing a video game life um can't wait for you to stop in three weeks uh (laughs) but i hope that it persists and it continues because then we can talk about (laughs) random video games but very much keeping with the escapist theme and what I like about the fact that I intro the episode and that I asked the question of like our little chatter at the beginning is that I can ask questions that I specifically want to answer. Uh, and so the reason that I asked this question is because I was watching The Wilds and 
I want to talk about the show briefly because this show is like an Amazon Prime show. Oh. I'm seeing it pop up, yeah, here and there. And it's basically about a group of girls that get stranded on an island. And it's like Lord of the Flies-esque of like they're trying to figure out what happened and they're trying to get off. Um, And not to be hurt a second time, it is a little bit like the society (laughs) with a cliffhanger ending and no guarantee of a season two. So I'm concerned. Uh, but I want to talk about this briefly because, again, it's a very, like, it's wild. It's absurd. It's very teen-esque. But I watched this show and episode one is truly garbage. Episode wow. one, fucking terrible. And I think I even was tweeting about it on our, our Twitter of, like, the the dialogue in this episode is horrifying. And then as it goes on, I got so invested, y'all. I just like really hit a certain point where I was like, well, I have to see this through. And genuinely, I actually think it's good. I just think it falls into that trap of it think, even though it's an ensemble, it thinks that its main character is this very Bella Swan-esque white YA protagonist. They think she's the main character. So she's in it all the time. Everyone else is so much more interesting. (laughs) and so everyone has their like own little episode dedicated to them and by the time I got into it I was like I care and love for each and every single one of these girls except for that one and I need you all to be okay are they gonna kill her off maybe this is giving me flashbacks to the hundred I don't think they're going to kill her off I will tell you that by the end of the series not all the girls that started are alive um they kind of tell you that around the beginning as well so not all of them make up to the end of season one so just highly recommend, would would recommend checking out so that I can talk to you about it. What I'm saying is that I did all of this so you guys can go watch it. <laughs> all right. That's fine. That's what this was. That, this was all just an excuse. And it's if an all- our audience happens to choose to watch it too, great. Shanice, right up your alley. I Hello. can't recommend Shanice watch it. No, because you don't I know don't either. know if it's going to get a season two. She'll <laughs> get burned again. Too hard See, I, if I'm currently going through that pain, I don't need her to go through it. It's going to be ten times worse than my own. Um, it was nine episodes. It was kind of an odd number, uh, but it was good. All right, all right. But with that said, uh, of that swath of very fictional things, let's get into our theme Stephanie, what, based on a true story, content did you pick for your thing today? I picked a really random one. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) why. I picked a movie. It came out in 2010. I'm sure everyone's screaming it out because what what non-fictionist-based movie, is that even the word? What is it? What, based on a true story, came out in 2010 that was a big, big deal, uh, directed by David Fincher, written by Aaron Sorkin. Uh, you know, of course. Uh, and it's the social network. <laughs> the story about Facebook, everybody. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm not going to give you a play-by-play because you, I am 110% positive everyone who's listening to this has seen this movie. Um, and so many big names were in this movie in 2010. Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin Timberlake, all three, though, I want to say that aren't doing well right now. Uh, Rooney Mara. <laughs> Uh, Rashida Jones, my man from um, Handmaid's, Max Ming- Minghella, is that how you say his last name? He's in it. And I guess I thought this really well done movie at the time. I haven't watched it again recently, but it's interesting now to look back on this and see how shitty Facebook is now. Like, I think it came out at the t- so it came out in 2010 and I was starting university this year. And it was all about like, how do we, how do we put the online university experience uh on a website and like 
literally had just gotten Facebook the year before because in high school you had to be invited before you could get an account and it wasn't open up to all the the plebs, i.e. people over 40. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So interested in seeing how like stuff like how did honesty box get created and it's because you could rate a girl online on how hot she was like so ridiculous truly so ridiculous um it's made me like listening to movie soundtracks while i was working (laughs) because that's how i learned oh you could listen to classical and still write an essay at the same time um but it's interesting to see that mark was a bit of an mark zuckerberg the creator of facebook I mean, it lays it all on the line that he's a big asshole and it was foreshadowing to where he is today. And like, ironically, I work in a tech company and like little Stephanie would never have thought she would be working in that kind of uh, environment. But here she was (laughs) 10 years later doing literally working for a website like that to me is crazy. What did I what was I thinking? (laughs) What has (laughs) happened to me? Has much changed. So I guess I so. I'm guessing this is like a personal (laughs) it's a personal story this is a personal pick and I took so much from it that I didn't even realize as you say I like that this started off as like talking about the social network and it turned into a little bit of like an existential crisis moment like a midlife crisis almost like how did I get here truly based on your true story (laughs) well it's like if you ask me what you what like uh how well 18 18 19 year old what do you think you're gonna be doing for your life I don't what would I have said? I just wanted a job. I didn't know what I wanted to be doing. And like to say that you're working at a company that you, the premise you enjoy, like that's insane to me. Yeah. Personal crisis. That's what's going on right now. Honestly, clearly you're doing well because your goal is to have a job and you have one. Exactly. Great that's job. all I wanted. That's true. <sighs> when you achieve those dreams. I did achieve those dreams. And like to, and I think this is actually a pretty well done movie. Um, a mix between present time and the past and how it all comes up together. I would, really, I'm kind of interested if they'd make a second one and like mm-hmm. see how he, he literally, his fucking website literally made the Republican party in the U S win an election and kind of just poison the minds of many, many people. Not to, not to like give Ryan Murphy more ideas for American crime. <laughs> season five Facebook election. the 2016 Honestly. election fucking russian insurgents what's well, true it's like i don't think i ever would have guessed that facebook would be such a sh- like i i don't think anyone under the age of 30 goes on facebook willingly if they don't need to go on it so like yeah. to see how it fell so quickly for its main demographic is that's interesting to me it's, it's really such a shame because like like coming from like a marketing perspective i have to use it a lot especially for like if we're doing like ads and stuff like that and like it really does get a lot of eyes but the audience you're getting might not be the most ideal but they do buy things which is super annoying um and like the fact that like those same like systems and ad things still work against like being a moral company basically like it's just like there's so much wrong with it and like i would be really interested obviously to see like a second movie or a season yeah really (laughs) about something like that because like who is the dude that like runs the company that does like the ad stuff i can't remember what his name was but like he's like he's like a basically like 
I don't know. He's like a human trash bin, basically. Like I like you look at him and you just want to like Is it the Justin Timberlake character because that would no 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 no. It's not like somebody I... actually in the movie. Oh yeah, I was like I genuinely don't know if you're talking about the movie or a real life person. No, I'm talking about like a real life person that like he's like a caricature of like evil. <laughs> I, I mean, in Mark Zuckerberg, so. aren't they all? I mean, they are, but like some of them try to be like a little subtle about it. But this guy's like really out and proud about his like evilness. Like he's like, I love destroying people's lives. This shit is absolutely why, because I'm also in marketing, but I can't stand the social media side of marketing. I say, as I do all of our Twitter and Instagram <laughs> non posts. Uh, can't literally can't fucking stand it. Uh, think it's the worst thing in the world. But it's for that reason. It's like you, especially on Facebook, like you are courting an audience of not great people usually. Yeah. Really not no, great there people. aren't some, but oof, it's rough out there. And I honestly, the only thing I remember about the social network is that one scene where Andrew Garfield yells at him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember laughing. I was like, I love that scene. It's great. What a good, what a good energy. Andrew Garfield really put his whole self into that. Moment, I feel like that was his big break. It. Yeah, it was his big break. Into, like, <laughs> oh, Justin Timberlake was total trash in this movie. Um, he's pretend he wants to yeah. be an actor really badly, but like, give it up, bro. No one likes you at all. So that's my. You should only ever be in comedies. Like, you can't mm-hmm. stick you to his true passion music. Hello, like Dick in the Box. Like, that's all I can think. Justin Timberlake, Dick in the Box. That's it. That's all I care about. <laughs> I feel like I've seen him in comedies, and I'm like. You're passable for me in this moment, but not in anything. Not in anything. He had a whole movie called that fucking one where there's like a timer on his wrist and it counts down to when you're gonna oh, die or oh some shit. God. I watched that with Anna. What's her yeah. face from Buffy? He was the lead in that. Yeah, and that I totally was- forgot. She was good in that. He was just terrible. He's bad. He's a bad actor. He if he could have leaned into like little did we know at the time, but he could have really leaned into being like a himbo. And being like a rom-com lead. And unfortunately, they killed the rom-com. So sad. Never get over it. But had they not, that really could have been his bread and butter. But he was like, no, I'm a serious man. (laughs) Why aren't there more movies about, like, tech companies? Because, like, tech companies are under the surface are, like, just trash fires. I'm surprised there isn't one about Google. Do you think there's, like, a a legal? There is one about Google that Google supported. It's called The Internship with Vince Vaughn and um, who was the other one? Owen Wilson? Yeah, like isn't that one fluffy and like? Yeah, like that's not like the true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, although the circle could be about Google technically. Yeah, I think that was yeah probably one of the related things. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting because it's like one. I don't think that the people making most movies give one flying fuck about tech companies. Uh, like truly, I don't think they give a single fuck. But as time goes on, and like everyone in the world works for or has worked for a tech company we'll see it like there's a reason why a lot of movies have people who work in industries that people in writer's room have worked in like everybody works in marketing because if you're a scriptwriter, when you need money you can do copywriting so they all love to talk about how shit marketing is and they're all correct but they all portray it terribly yeah yeah i was gonna say also if you think about it silicon valley did like pretty well as a tv mm-hmm. show it's true. Yeah, that yeah. one could have been i would have loved silicon valley if it had been different i would have loved the same idea of silicon valley but uh make it like an Issa ray show (laughs) yes you know what i mean um because 
Silicon Valley shouldn't have lasted as long as it did. But I will say there were times where I found it quite funny. I guess there's stuff in the pipeline. Like, there's the two memoirs. I think Uncanny Valley and Bad Blood, I think, are coming into, like, TV shows. Not nonfiction movies, I think. That's so, a really just, like, had its moment. I don't know that it needs another moment. I think they want to make a movie about it. I'm just like, let's, let's like, not give this woman more airtime. Like, she's yeah. doing fucking well, and it's your fault. Well, here's the thing. That's why they love it. It's because it was a woman. Like, yeah, like, 100% white feminism girl boss life. Uh, <laughs> it's because she was a woman that they're like, oh, this is such an intriguing story. If it had just been another story of a dude who ripped everybody off, it would be like, oh, we already have that movie. It was called The Big Short. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're like, ooh, this one will have sex appeal. It'll have Charlize Theron with a super fake deep voice on, and we'll go with that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's all I got. Network. Yeah, the social network. But it was network. based on your truth, it as was, Nat said. Yeah, it was really about me in my personal time. <laughs> my my career, we'll, we'll call it. We'll go be so bold as to say my personal career. Because if you said 2010, you're going to work at a tech company, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm in English, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I'm studying <laughs> English. And here we are today. Wild. Wild. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. With like a part two TV show, Ryan Murphy, call me. I'll be the executive producer based on nothing. And good night. <laughs> based on nothing. Based on my uh, um, uh, skills. On uh, I worked in a tech company in there. <laughs> Uh, and with that resume out there Nat what is your base on a true story my base on a true story I watched I don't know I think I watched it sometime last year probably like like early like I want to say April because this is like right after quarantine started so I was still like not like traveling around obviously but like we were still allowed to like go out to stores and shit like that and so like I just remember like grabbing i got really high one day i grabbed like a bunch of chips and stuff like that from the convenience store because it was like open and shit i mean i guess they're still kind of technically open because they're essential but this is like after all that me and my sister and my cousin binged all of this like new-ish indian tv show on netflix and it is on netflix which is like a crazy big deal it's called masaba masaba which is based on a real-life fashion designer and actress named Masaba Gupta. <laughs> and she's beautiful. She is, like, a real designer. Like, you can actually go to her site and, like, buy her clothes. Like, they're some of them are questionable, but you know what? <laughs> India fashion is weird, so, like, I get it. <laughs> some of it is fantastic. And, and, like, everything she wears in the show I absolutely loved, obviously. Um, but it's basically a fictionalized version of her life as a designer um, not so much like the actress part. The actress part is like very new, like because of the show, but it's based on her like romances and friendships and even like her relationship with her mother, which is like somewhat true, somewhat not true. So like when I actually started watching this show, I didn't actually know anything about Masaba. I knew her mom, Nina, because like her mom was like in like a bunch of like Indian art house movies and like other things that I'd seen her in, but she's always like... <laughs> She's never like a main character. She's always like a like a secondary character or like an extra or something like that, which does come into play in the show. And it's fucking hilarious when it does because you're just like, I'm the main. And you're like, no, <laughs> that's not why they're hiring you, ma'am. 
um but like it's like it's super funny in that way but like if you don't know like obviously like a lot of people that aren't into like indian culture or like don't watch like a lot of indian movies or know about like indian pop culture and like people wouldn't know a lot about masaba and so like i decided to like look it up because like i had heard something about it but i didn't really know a lot um what's really interesting about masaba is that she is like a main technically like a mainstream like indian actress slash designer but she's actually half black which is like a huge deal in india because like they racist (laughs) as f like you will not see like a single like indian bollywood actress that is like dark skin she's gonna be light skin she's gonna like look very like as white as she can because that's their like ideal which is like complete bullshit so like i was kind of like i'm really interested in this woman's story um and it turns out her mom actually briefly dated a west indian cricket player who's black like for like maybe like a few months maybe a year or whatever and then they had masaba together and then they like broke up and it was like whatever so she was like this single mom with a daughter out of wedlock which is like a huge deal because like the amount of shit that masaba probably went through as like a kid in the public eye basically considered like this is going to sound horrible but she's considered like a bastard quote unquote and like her mom had like this kid out of wedlock plus this kid is half black and like nobody in her family probably knew even how to deal with her hair like I can't even imagine how hard that was for her growing up so like I was just like this is such like an interesting story and like this fictionalized version is obviously like a little bit fluffier it doesn't like go into that like I'm hoping like they'll get a little bit into it but it is very lighthearted. but like it's it's fun to see somebody who is like a bit darker skinned on the screen in India like that is so unusual so like I was like immediately enamored by this story because i was like look at like all these friends she has and they're like they were like such good like relationships or giving all this advice and on top of that this show is like super modern for india as well like i recently on my cousin's um recommendation i watched another show that was on amazon prime surprisingly (laughs) um from india called uh made in heaven which is like a really really modern indian show like indian movies and tv shows don't really ever show sex or like realistic sex or like relationships beyond like looks and touches and like breathing on each other's necks <laughs> yeah it's it's basically like a k-drama but like they'll get a little bit spicier like they'll do like a little breathy like almost kiss sometimes they don't make out on tables um no <laughs> if you know this is like this is what i grew up with so like this is what i'm used to and so like seeing her like have casual sex on tv i was just like and this is on netflix and like people in india can watch this and i was like what <laughs> like i was losing <laughs> my mind the whole time and plus i was like high obviously so i was just like i don't understand what's going on what is this revolution <laughs> like it was really enjoyable um it's also it features like her like main love interest i guess or whatever is like an enemies to lovers situation which of course you love to see but like it's very different in this show like different from what you would expect because i feel like with like most (laughs) this is gonna sound terrible again because i love watching bollywood but in a lot a lot of bollywood movies it's always like the girl is always reluctant and the guy somehow like forces it which is like really terrible but like that's like the regular so to see this him being like 
what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> and she's just like, I'm just here, but I kind of hate you. And then they're kind of like, as they get to know each other, it's like really cute and all of that. But like the female friendships is something that was like really unexpected as well. Because like you do see in like Indian movies and TV shows, like relationships with family do get explored quite a bit just because like family is such a big deal like especially like your extended family and all of that of course wedding things take like forever so you get to know every single fucking niece and nephew in a movie or a tv show but like in this like you really see like her like her friends and what they deal with and like i think there's like a friend that owns a bar at some point and she's just like can't just be about you all the time like some the rest of us have problems too but like it's just like it's such an like an intricate like I like I almost believe like these are her real friends like I really wish they were actually because they're like really fun but it is it's a very interesting show um the fashion is obviously fun and the romance is great and it's really short it's I think like six episodes so I recommend everybody watch definitely watch it because I want a season two because I need I need some more (laughs) I need I need some more story to this right now it's wild that they're playing themselves. Like, I don't know if I would want to do that. I know, like, it's kind of like, her mom kind of plays, like, a funny character caricature of herself. Like, I don't think her <laughs> mom is, like, this silly in real life. I yeah. just, like, but it's, like, really hilarious to see. Like, first of all, they have, like, their own issues with each other. Um, but then her mom is also, like, this actress that's kind of, like, failing. <laughs> and so, like, her floundering with, like, her, like, weird auntie relationships is just, like, fucking hilarious. <laughs> But also, excuse you, how dare you say she might not be that ridiculous in real life? You don't know. That's true. I don't Don't know. insult her like that. Maybe she is. And that's the vibe she wants. But yeah, that's my pick. Uh, Christina, what's your based on a true story pick? All right. Let's get right into it. Um, so here's the thing. TV shows love based on a true story. So when I was looking for a pick for this, I was like, oh, no, I have 90. That was a struggle. Some of them from this very year, of which there have only been eight days so far. So I don't know how that's possible, but that's the thing that happened. And as I was debating, did I want to go in a more serious direction, talk about something genuinely like excellent, top tier, great true story, great adaptation, uh, you know, what kind of direction I want to go into? I was like, fuck it. I want to have this conversation with as many people as humanly possible. Uh, the series that I have picked uh, is actually a series that my friend Jen recommended to me, and it's called Medici. It's a Netflix original, and the Medici is about the Medici family of Florence. I'm very sorry to have picked a show about a bunch of colonizers. I like my ancestors. You mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I had to pick it because the the story behind the show is my my friend loved it she was like you have to watch it it's really really good but we were going to italy on vacation mm-hmm. and it was like we're going to florence and the medici family is a massive deal in italy particularly in florence they're known as like the family that to a certain extent kind of like built it so like to watch it would give you a lot of historical context but it's fictionalized so it's more fun so we were on a vacation prior to that we're just we're living up life the, the pre covid was amazing days We were at a cottage vacation and we were next to water. We were next to the outdoors. We paid money to stay at a very lovely house in the middle of the woods. And we spent a whole, two whole days inside watching the first and second season of Medici Masters of Florence. (laughs) Because we were so enthralled with what was going on that we're like, okay, we could go out and we could do stuff. Or we could all chill here on these two pullout 
couch beds that we mushed together to make one giant bed for eight people to lie down on and we could just watch this show and we absolutely did and here's the thing about the show that i love but also kills me uh it first of all it has some really really good actors in it some of whom are very popular in particular dustin hoffman is in it for a couple of episodes uh which is wild Richard Madden is probably the most famous name in it um, outside after Dustin Hoffman. And I never remember this guy's name, but Daniel Sharman, the kid from Teen Wolf, that's the only way I'll ever see him, is also in it. Uh, He plays a version of Richard Madden's son in the future. So the first season is about Dustin Hoffman, who is like the patriarch of the Medici family. Richard Madden is his son. Um, And then Richard Madden has a child who becomes Daniel Sharman. and then the second and third season is Daniel Sharman is like an adult taking over the family as it sort of goes through all of the major things that happen in this family. Do and this family aged. Sorry, this is like a curious thing. Do they show it? Daniel, Daniel Sherman? Like he looks the same age, does he not? <laughs> they they age him slightly. They age okay, everyone okay. slightly to sort of follow things through. So like in the first season, Daniel Sherman obviously is not in it at all. His character is a baby. Okay, okay, okay. In seasons two and three, Daniel Sharman plays that character and then they age him slightly. It's actually always really funny because they age the men quite a bit. They barely age the women. So like the wives in the Medici family are like, as they get older, they still look super banging with a couple streaks of gray. Yeah, you know why? The olive oil they eat, my Nona's skin, flawless. Like my <laughs> skin looks worse than hers ever did. <laughs> And what this one thing that the show does is, and I usually love this, nobody is putting on like a fake Italian accent. Mm. But because this show, even though it's filmed in Italy, and I think even made by a bunch of Italian production companies, all of the actors are British. So they all have British accents. Except for Dustin Hoffman, who you've ever heard him speak, has a really thick, like, what, like, what would you call it, like a Brooklyn accent? Like a New York accent, right? And so in the very first season, in the first episode, Dustin Hoffman is just using his normal voice to talk to his British children in Italy about Italian things with everyone speaking English. And it's this moment of like cognitive dissonance that is just truly wild. But damn, it gets you real wrapped in on it right from the beginning. Because you're like, what the fuck is going on? It's like Dustin Hoffman is playing like an American-Italian mob boss version of this character. <laughs> who is from the like 1600s in Italy and Florence. So it's truly magical. It's honestly, it's just a good show. I think if you like vikings if you like spartacus if you like any kind of fictionalized historical thing you're gonna get an enjoyment out of this because it's solid it's fine i don't think it's a show that needs to be taken too seriously this family just had some real wild shit happen in their attempt to take over florence so it's definitely a show that like every it can be kind of slow but every so often you'll just be like what the fuck is going on but the whole all of this was to say six minutes of this was all to get to this one point richard madden if you've ever seen him in anything particularly in Game of Thrones, his resting face is I'm going to fuck that. Doesn't matter what he's looking at. Doesn't matter who he's looking at. Uh, Game of Thrones, he is several scenes looking at his mother and it's like, don't fuck your mom. Like that's a Lannister situation. Uh, Just don't do it. But Richard Madden just like naturally without even trying looks at people like he's just ready to fuck them at any point in time. 
And what I love, what I love about the first season of Bedici in particular is that, you know, the love of his life, you know, as much as it's his wife, it's also um, Florence and it's the Duomo and it's the whole of Italy. And so at one point, Richard Madden, he's like in love with architecture. He wants to be more of like an artist and not the businessman that his father wants to be, but he's trying to build a Duomo and he has this really emotional scene and he climbs up to the top of the, the half-finished Duomo. They're trying to figure out how are we going to build this dome? No one's ever built a dome before. It's the first one of its kind. No one figured out how to build circles in Italy until then. They were like, how will we ever do this? And he's like, I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to get the right guy. And he's standing on top of the half-finished one, has no dome yet, just the fucking circle building with walls and he looks out into the whole of florence with his richard madden face and all in that moment you're like he's gonna fuck the whole land he richard madden looked at the hills of florence and was like i'm going to come in you like that is all i can express (laughs) is what happens he literally was like i will spread my seed across the whole of the italian landscape and if you end up learning stuff about the Medici family kind of happened so he was like successful to a certain extent in my head Um, i'm just like resting fuck face is that it's truly truly resting i wish i could express the way i lost my mind at like 2 a.m in a cottage in the middle of nowhere surrounded by eight people I remember being surrounded by people. That's just another thing I won't bring up. Uh, because I saw him and out loud I screamed, he's going to fuck that mountain. <laughs> I just yelled it because it came to my head. I just knew it in my heart. I was like, he is going to masturbate on top of that building. <laughs> and he is going to just spread, again, spread his seed across the whole of Florence. And if for no other reason, you should watch it for that. And then by the time you get to that scene, you're going to be invested. You're going to keep going. You'll get to Daniel Charman. You'll get to all the like, holy shit, what do you mean moments? You know, you'll you'll get into it. Just, just wait long enough until you see Richard Madden. Just fuck the ground. What a guy. Lo- lovingly caress Florence. And I would like to dare anybody to tell me I'm incorrect about this. Watch anything with Richard Madden and tell me he naturally doesn't look like he's going to fuck it. Watch Cinderella from 2015. And tell me that there's moments where you're like, are you going to fuck your advisor? <laughs> like, he just has a just, face that he's ready to bone down with the whole world. Maybe this is why I don't really like him that much. I saw a picture from him. him on Game of Thrones and I immediately got mad and be like, that was stupid of you. Why did you marry her? <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> you caused the whole fucking... <laughs> Honestly, uh, possibly because the alternative option was he was going to have sex with his mother. Because there are so many moments where I'm like, can you change your face change that face got too much sex appeal seeping from his pores but i highly recommend it. i feel like i think steph you would like this i think i would too <laughs> yeah i think i'd probably enjoy it too i just like i can't watch like serious historical anymore just because been there <laughs> i will say if there's one thing i can say to be like you should definitely watch this. And maybe this actually doesn't sell it that well, but we ended up going on a Medici tour while we were in Florence. Ooh, was it good? The show. Yes. Okay. It was actually, it was really right. fun, but it's because we, we went through like an Airbnb experience. So it was literally just like a random, she was kind of like a professor and her main thesis was on the Medici family and all the things that she felt that people got wrong about them. Um, so she actually had like a very interesting 
walking tour. It was a group of only like four of us. And she sort of took us around. And I quite, quite enjoyed that. But it was nice to have the like, it's so silly and so touristy and so stupid. But it was nice to have the TV show in my head. I kind of like that stuff, like a ref- frame of reference of like a history point when you're going and like touring. <laughs> what is traveling? I don't remember, but like Italy's on my list, and that, and I would really like to look at Florence and stuff like that. <laughs> I truly enjoyed being at the site of the Duomo, which is now like surrounded, obviously, by the majority of the city, and knowing that at one point the original uh, Cosmo Medici, I think, uh. De Medici stood there and also wanted to fuck the hills that were around us. It was lovely. Naturally. naturally. I was like, I'm I'm standing on this man's semen. Uh. (laughs) But yeah, I'm like, if you have to watch a show about some white colonizers, you know, I thought this one was quite good. So that's my pick for our Based on True Story. This is one, if you also really enjoy Based on True Stories, you should definitely reach out to us um, on Twitter and Instagram at EatsCast because I have many for you. Literally, just this year, I've already watched The Act, which is based on the story of uh, Gypsy Rose, the the girl whose uh, mother had Munchauses by proxy and basically kept her paralyzed. Uh, Really... That did come out. It came out last year. Uh, or the year before, actually. It, it, I think it was last year. Uh, quite good. Joey King was, like, super great in it. Um, so I'm a huge fan. So if you have, if you're, like, I'm looking for something to watch and I like this genre, reach out to us. Let us know. If you have a true story that you think is fictionalized really, really well, uh, let us know. Because I'm always looking for new ones to watch. I ended up with so many resources from this that I saved of, like, movies based on true stories. and. <laughs> TV shows based on them, but I love when they're fictionalized versions because I really want them to get in drama about real people, the crown style. Yeah. Give me the drama. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so again, my pick was Medici. Mine was Masaba Masaba. And mine was the social network, which I think we should all go back and watch and then discuss because who knows what it's like. <laughs> who knows what that movie was talking about? <laughs> You also can probably watch all of those on Netflix. I don't know about the social network, but you can definitely watch the other two there. I'd say there's a high probability. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week when it will somehow still be January. Uh, My birth is at the end of the month. Don't forget. (laughs) My birth. We'll be celebrating Steph's birthday. Actually, we'll probably be celebrating your birthday around the time this one comes out. When am I alive? I don't know. I don't know. When are days? Whatever. It's cool. Do you say? I'm still 25, if Uh, anyone's wondering. (laughs) As we plan for this year, we have a couple of episodes already planned coming up. Uh, If you have any episodes or any ideas or any themes that you want us to talk about, uh, let us know. Shoot us a message, shoot us an email, or like I said, Instagram and Twitter at EatsCast or everyone and their sister pod on Pinterest. Um, We are really open. We are down to do whatever anybody thinks is interesting. Some of our favorite episodes came from people telling us we should do that pop culture conspiracy hour um mm-hmm. so let us know what you're interested in hearing which we'd like to add the pop culture conspiracy all has updates there's all updates associated with those conspiracies so every single conspiracy constantly, uh, I don't know. constantly evolving constantly changing the only update for mine is that katie perry is still jean benet ramsey so now she has a kid she's furthering the line so oh a new jean oh, benet okay okay so like What's the kid's name now? Rose or some, something something so, terrible. Rose Ramsey. 
This is on purpose, the alliteration. (laughs) Uh, All right. Thanks, you guys, so much for listening. Bye. 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 Someone just put me out of my misery so I can read and stop reading the Sarah J. Mass book because TikTok is driving me insane. And I was like, I need to know if I can. I still can't believe. Sometimes I think back to how y'all were trying to sell me on that book. I, so I really enjoyed Cassie and, and what's her name? Nesta? Nesta. In the books, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to read this book. Like, I just like, I've already, it's too white for me already. It's like, Nothing has changed. She's the same. Her writing is the same. Nothing She's trying to transition to like full adult writer. And I was like, that's why all the books have new covers, I think. And I'm like, I'm what? Not like she was already an adult writer. People were just classifying her as YA wrongly. She had the sex scenes in there. It should have been adult the whole time. <laughs> I just saw a TikTok about this. Oh, because it was about the dick box. The dick, the box? dick soap? All right. Dick soap? Oh my god, the dick soap. I forgot about that. That was like... When was that? My friend had that dick soap. <laughs> remembering that. That's so wild. I totally forgot about My that. My favorite thing about that isn't just that it was dick soap because it's like, okay, sure. It was that it had a suction cup. <laughs> you did? What's the point? Yeah, that was the whole thing. But then they had to tell people, yeah, don't put it inside you. <laughs>